You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to the Luxury Trait Nerdfires Podcast. My name is Ian the Well Informed. I'm here with Phil the Yubi. Or no, no, no. Phil the Phil Badger. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all right, Ian. To, uh, to continue with this podcast, please uh, sign in with your BNET account and uh, connect to the internet. I would have wanted to connect to a VPN, though. <laughs> oh. As long as you sign in to your BNET account. I. Don't have a B nut. Do I need the um uh what's it called? The um honey nut Cheerios mascot. <laughs> <laughs> be happy, be healthy, be <laughs> No, uh be, uh be, uh users who have uh down who have uh downloaded and paid for the new stealth uh, releases of Dooms one, two, and three, um at least on the and I'm hearing this mostly in regards to the Switch, but I don't know if it's happening on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Um, those folks are being asked to sign into their BNet accounts, and some folks are not happy about that. Um, be not happy? I don't know. Well, B, BNet is short for Bethesda Net. Oh. So, oh, Bethesda. Oh, Bethesda. Do we want to go there in this episode? <laughs> Hey, we've only talked to them. Hey, we've only talked about them for I don't know four episodes. <laughs> mm, not no, no, not since the uh, hubbub over Fallout seventy six died down. I yeah. mean, it's the last time I remember talking about them. Yeah, there was uh, quite a fallout um, with that story, and every pun intended, by the way. Every pun intended, yes. <laughs> But yeah, no, like <laughs> I didn't know that it was um uh uh released by Bethesda, but mm-hmm. I'm just happy that Nintendo's finally got um the original Dooms back, but <laughs> really it's it's they they're having uh the full uncensored Doom for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> um I have never I, I've never been a big fan. I've been a little bit of a fan of the first Doom, but the second and third not so much. I, I, I remember I remember liking them. Um I never got into the deathmatch, so you know, I guess that's where a lot of people really really see the value in Doom and what gets them excited. Never was a thing for me. Um and then it just never been a series that's done much for me. I mean, I personally want to uh I want to pick up Doom Eternal when it comes out, to be honest, but uh you know, I've got kinda got a half of an eye on that. If it's good, um I'll think about it. I um it's been a long time since I've played a beat 'em up and that's exactly what it looks like. <laughs> A first-person beat-em-up. A first-person beat-em-up. <laughs> yes. Uh, 
No, I mean, I'm kind of excited for it. I, mm-hmm. you know, but um, um, I like to face off against people on their <laughs> multiplayer, but that's um, um, that's more of a transition into our uh, next topic, right? Um, yeah. Um, from uh, face off to face app, is that uh, which were you thinking? Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking right now. Yeah, because you know, I just remember I, I, you know, one day after this kind of blew up, being like, every, all of a sudden, everyone on my Facebook feed had aged like thirty years. I mean, except for me, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I mean, I mean, have you used the app before? No, no, no. I haven't. You know, um, I, I, I missed the boat on it. I didn't find out what it was all about until. News started leaking that it was a front for Russian ha- Russian hackers to uh, steal facial recognition data. I mean, it's it's not really the intention. It's more of uh, <laughs> well, that that's what folks read into their to terms and services. Hey, that's not exactly. Uh, if you yes. look at the network traffic the app generates, so there's no way they're sending you all that data mm-hmm. that the worried folk are worried about. Yeah, I mean, and I. Cool, I killed the story. No, you <laughs> did not at all. You, Randy, you did not kill the story. I'm sorry. No, like, but that, that, that's I good mean, information that I had actually not heard, so. It's more of a, a, from my perspective, it's more of you need to, uh, <laughs> when it comes to apps, you've got to read the terms of service for the most part. To, <laughs> which, hey, are, which are all 50 billion pages long and written in, you know, things, you know, written in language that lawyers have a hard time understanding. Yeah, lawyers and business partners and uh, people on Facebook. I mean, they let go of their CSO because of things like this mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's um, you've got to be careful as to the scope of what these uh, of the terms of service mm-hmm. just because um, it's the internet it can be given to um, information can be given to anyone <laughs> You know, I just assume that anything I put on the internet is, you know, going to be read by everybody anyway. So, um, why well, don't put too much out on the internet nowadays? I don't either. Yeah. Um, I mean, I may have conversations like here, but mm-hmm. for the most part, um, I try to limit myself to. Um, for the most part, just talking to people. Mm-hmm. But, um, so and that's a good way to avoid five billion dollar fines from the FTC, isn't it? Um, are you talking um, more along the lines of um, you're talking about Facebook? Yeah, I'm right? talking about Facebook itself now at this point. Because of uh, information that they leaked. To <laughs> well, this this this, it, this story goes back to the Cambridge Analytica scandal, um, where you know that that data firm scraped a lot of data data from folks through online personality tests and so on and so forth. 
and uh, fed that data to Russian trolls. Yeah, about it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I don't think that was explicitly forbidden by terms and services, but it was not a good look. And, you know, obviously Cambridge Analytica is not around anymore. Um, uh, Randy, I know that you um, uh, talked this a little while back on IT and the D show that um, uh, Cambridge Analytica changed their name. I forget oh, what yeah. I forget what that name is now. <laughs> yeah, but I don't I remember. Mean, yeah, I think I think what I had read the company had kind of closed down, and you know, it could be that the same the people who ran it started a new company. It's going to do basically the same thing under a new name. So, yeah, I know for sure that they changed their name as soon as word came out that. Uh, this was um, uh, what news broke of their name, <laughs> but uh, no. Uh, a my person, my personal takeaway from Facebook having it paid uh, five, uh, needing to pay FTC five billion is um, that. It's much better. It better to um. Uh, what's the saying? Like, um, give a man a fish. This is basically giving a man a fish instead of teaching uh, him how to fish. Teaching him how to <laughs> type thing. If you um, if they teach people how to uh, in facebook and other uh social media um um uh tech companies like google and things like that then they'll um then they'll stand to do um uh keep their information secure mm -hmm. and um things of that nature <laughs> You know, and even going back to the early days of Facebook, you know, I'm I'm still perplexed by folks who get upset when they put their personal information on the internet and then find out that other people can read it. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, we try to make a point not to talk about politics, but there are some. Uh, friends that say um, uh, manufacturing companies should stay in America and not be global but then they post information on Facebook and that goes out to the entire world mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but that's just one man's um, uh, that's just one guy's opinion on that but <laughs> but um, but speaking of um, social media that kind of can't be trusted, um, what do you think of um, – and I know we talked about this uh, – uh, Google Standia. <laughs> <laughs> um, the more I hear about it, the less enthused I am. Not that I was that enthused to begin with, mind you. Um, the um, All the games that they're 
going to be launching out on to Standia are uh, are games that are like M for mature or uh, are currently like getting demonetized on YouTube. Mm. Um, like say things like Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. or uh, did you know that I mean, for the last year or a year and a half, there was a Just Dance game. They're still making, yeah, I know they're still making those. Apparently, they're still making those for the original Wii, too. I I didn't even know that existed. <laughs> oh, it's it's going strong. It's pretty popular with the right with the right folks. Yeah, but when I look up um, gameplay or anything like that, I. Have a hard time finding it on YouTube. <laughs> oh, for just dance? Yeah. Hmm. I've never never thought to look on YouTube for just dance. It doesn't seem like it's a game that's very YouTube friendly, mind you. Um It's not because of the whole um music copyright. Music copyrights plus, you know, it's a game to be played with friends in the same room. Yes, is that me or yes. yeah? It's and still Waluigi's not in Smash. Waluigi is still yes. You are right. Um, but there are other characters. There are other characters like Bowser and. Um, I mean, Bowser's basically running the place now. So, uh, Bowser, yes, <laughs> but he has said that. Um, Bowser is not Doug Bowser. <laughs> that was, yeah, we we're mean we mean Doug Bowser. We mean yeah, we mean Doug Bowser. He seems to be doing of, a fine job so far. He does. Um and speaking of which, like have you seen like gameplay of um Super Mario Maker? Two. Uh I've seen some of the crazy crazy levels. Um, have you Look, seen uh, one one with a twist? No, I'm not sure which one that is. That's the one that it looks like uh, Super Mario Brothers one one, but the stage is full of fire bars. Oh, I have seen that one. <laughs> yeah, that one is has become an internet meme. It's an amazing one at that. Yes, um, I mean. I like seeing a couple of the speedrunners, and they're like, "This, um, this stage is easy to play." (laughs) (laughs) Nah, not so much. um, Compared to the things that like uh, other people like, like Panga, if you ever heard of them, (laughs) can't say that I have. Um, Panga is most famous for. Making levels like um, uh, Kaizo levels, and Kaizo means a word that I won't say on this. Um, <laughs> um, Basically, those are the super duper hard ones. Yeah, like, almost almost troll level hard. If you want a, if our audience wants an example of a hard. Mario level, um, look up um, um, 
Ultra Star. That's one level in a specific. And that's, uh, that's the name of the level or the name of the guy who made it. That is the name of the level. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, there's Kaido hacks like uh, uh, Super Dram World, Super Dram World 2. Mm-hmm. Um, Dram is an actual uh, speedrunner for Kaizo games. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's a good, um, it's kind of a niche audience that. Uh, it's, plays. A, it's a niche audience that uh, enjoys stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I take one look at those and I just say, not for me. <laughs> it's good to watch, not good to... It's good to um, watch on occasion. I won't deny that, but I would never want to try try to actually play one. Yeah. Um, but did you um, hear the verdict on um, United Kingdom and what they think of loot boxes and surprise mechanics? Uh, I have not heard about that. Um, the only news I've been following out of the UK is just what a mess the whole Brexit thing is. And we, we won't, we're not going to talk about it here, but it's a mess. I mean, we can, um, but uh, I, we I, did, I did say- not, but I did not hear what the UK had decided about surprise mechanics. What they decided was, um, that. They did not see how um, the transference of real money to be used in game. Not, they didn't know where to look. <laughs> As in they couldn't find any examples? They couldn't find any examples. They didn't know where to look. But They the, must have been looking in some of the Kaizo levels. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but. They did well, say. Th- I will say that outcome was a surprise mechanic in itself. <sighs> I mean, I mean, I'd like to see Waluigi with uh, what's it called, the monkey wrench? But that's the only surprise mechanic <laughs> that would truly surprise uh, I me. I like that. I see what you did there. That was very nice. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, like one of the bigger, uh, one of the bigger problems with these, uh, loot boxes, microtransactions, uh, uh, surprise mechanics is the fact that, um, um, uh, a lot of the games that children play are, affected as well mm-hmm. like uh the fifa games oh yes and though those those games carry ratings that uh, make them appropriate for kids right right um i mean the fifa games aren't very popular here in the states i'm not don't have a working knowledge of how they're rated but yeah it's it's not i should uh clarify it's not E for everyone. It's Peggy three, which means that it's cleared for ages three and up. Which is the equivalent of probably our equivalent of E for everyone. Yeah. But, um, and and we'll go back to UK. 
uh, uh, there was one kid that actually spent um, 3,100 pounds on uh, microtransactions in FIFA. <laughs> Surprise. Surprise. <laughs> um, and a lot of the... Um, a lot of the friends that I talk to right now, they're um, uh, their argument to this is that the parents shouldn't have put their credit card on their Xbox or PlayStation. <laughs> uh, what do you think of that? Uh, to me, that does sound like a bit of blame the victim, which is never good. Um, at the at the same time, though, there there are parental controls on all these machines in place for a reason. And if the parent was too lazy to implement them, there is that you know there are. I can. It's kind of just asking for trouble. I mean, I mean, I get the. Uh, I from my perspective, I see the. Uh, it's not a good idea to have a credit card on their machine. Mm-hmm. But when, I mean, the only transactions that a parent would use that said credit card is on like an M for mature or a, uh, mm-hmm. a, uh, a T for teen game. Mm-hmm. Just because, uh, there will be stuff like skins and things like that or DLC and it makes it so uh, uh, they don't have to uh, skip out of it when <laughs> and most of the things that like games like Eve for Everyone are generally you don't pay anything for it once you mm-hmm. buy the game that's, that's it you've that's got, it. It. You've got mm-hmm. it and that um goes cross platform that's been mm. the standard for decades so when fifa <laughs> um so when that happened uh parents were caught by surprise and um they are kind of in the right for <laughs> um planning the way they did but mm-hmm. now um, it's just that now the yeah, landscape no, no, has changed. Because no, no parent's going to set up parental controls to block a, block E for everyone games. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. And also, um, like, just to clarify, like, um, like one of my biggest sources is Jim Sterling um, on YouTube. Um, he has this show called The Jimquisition. I use them but then there's channels there are not enough channels out there that say uh, uh, for kids or adults that say oh this game is not suitable for children even though the content uh, even though like the ESRB or Peggy or uh, the board say otherwise mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and that's what uh needs to happen there needs to be um uh 
Well, go a media outlet that well, going, does that. Well, going back to the FIFA example, um, looking at the ESRB rating, it is E for everyone, um, but it does also, you know, on the you know in smaller print, it does say that there's also in-game purchases, um, which you know could be very easy to miss for a parent who's in a hurry. Um. So. Yeah, but like. But like, how small is the font? <laughs> it's uh it's probably about maybe a tenth of the size of the E of the familiar E for everyone. So okay. let me see. Uh, e for everyone. Yeah, but you're when you look at the front of the box, you're not going to see that. It won't. Um, yeah, you the, won't see the content. That text. Is, yeah, the content <laughs> description's always on the back. Um, it's always when you uh, open up the game and mm. you look at the instructions, and everyone reads the instructions. What instructions? <laughs> I haven't found any games lately that have instructions that come with them. That's a topic for another day, though. I mean, I mean, I was kind of being sarcastic when I said that. I was kind of alluding to that these companies are a lot like uh, Facebook terms of service, but <laughs> but um, that kind of ruined the segment a little bit. <laughs> Sorry about that. It's okay. Wasn't sure where you were going. Um, yeah. Um, What is it I was trying to remember? Um, it's um, we were talking about E for everyone. Uh, I can't. Um, we're I mean, talking about FIFA, and you know these. You know, something, you know, you don't expect an E for everyone to have content, you know, on, you know, in-game purchases that a child could take advantage of, but parents preloaded a credit card into the, into the game console and parental controls aren't in place. I would say from this, that this is, um, just to summarize that this is not the, um, parents fault that this is happening, that these, this it's, is happening. But I mean, I think the parent plays a role, but I don't. I I I would have a hard time laying all the blame on the parent. You can blame it a little bit, but no. Um, I would say that there needs. But to this be, is this is pretty shady, though. Th- there needs to be more journalists out there mm-hmm. that cover more. this stuff instead of saying, "Oh, video games are violent." I mean, because uh, media needs to get it right mm-hmm. that um, this bigger problem that um, people are overspending their um, credit cards and things like that to um, um, and that they're being they're being swindled out of it and that there's these whales or super whales. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And that's um, all I have on that. 
Um, what else? Um, um, I mean, there's Facebook that has that is losing money because of regulation. Do you know another website that's now losing money? Uh, I don't know about losing money, but I know they lost a bunch of subscribers. It rhymes with I if I I can't remember think of the name, but I think the name rhymes with pet mix. Pet mix. <laughs> <laughs> um uh. Are we thinking it, of the same one? We're thinking. I think we're thinking of the same one. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, I've seen a lot of um, shows that have um, now been canceled because they recorded a loss. Um, am, am I? Am I getting? Um, am I saying this um, name right? It's called Netflix. Yes. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Um, they actually, I don't know about if, if it translated to a financial loss, but I know they actually, the most recent quarter was the first time in their history that they've reported a net loss of subscribers though. Uh, yeah. And I, um, David talked about this on his show, maybe a year or so back that, uh, Netflix was trying to do too much too fast. How many, um, I don't they, think it's so much that. I think it's more of, you know, there's more and more streaming. There's like two new streaming services that start up every day, it seems like. And, you know, and, you know, as new streaming services pop up, you know, content gets pulled from Netflix. And like, you know, most famously, The Office and Friends. Um, you know, regardless of what you think of those shows, they are indeed popular. And with them migrating off of the Netflix service, you know, some folks aren't gonna aren't gonna want to keep paying for that. Yeah, but it's still better than cable. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if you were to subscribe to every streaming service under the sun, yeah, it probably would cost you the equivalent of a cable bill. <laughs> um, which is not what folks who cut cord, who've uh, quote unquote cut the cord want want to do. <laughs> um, but it's uh, you know the uh, the fragmentation, the increasing fragmentation in our in streaming services. It just it's I think it's just going to be too much for consumers to handle. I mean, I um. I, this is only going to come off as a bad joke. They, um, when has that stopped us before? When has that stopped us before? <laughs> I mean, I'm feeling like changing my name to Peter Venkman, but <laughs> <laughs> because you are econ, because you don't cross the streams <laughs> <laughs> or the streaming services in general, but, <laughs> but yeah, um, but what else? Uh, I mean, yeah, like Netflix, they're trying to do, from my perspective and a few others, uh, they're trying to do too much too fast. And based on the assumption that uh, most people now want to um, use uh, a streaming service instead of uh, 
what's it called? Instead a, of cable. Instead of cable or TV. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, with Netflix, you have the advantage of you get to choose the content you want when you want it. You can watch it on your own schedule. You can watch an episode over three days. Or you can watch an entire season, you know, in as many hours as it takes to do that. It's choice is up to you. And consumers love having that kind of choice. I know I do. But then you have to take into account that these streaming services are just like these gaming services. They stay up on the site and then you lose them <laughs> over a certain portion of time. You don't own the content. You're just borrowing. <laughs> But, you know, but the benefit of a Netflix is, you know, you're not buying the content. You're just buying access to a library, which, you know, I have a much easier time swallowing for 12 bucks a month to access to what feels like every movie and TV show ever made than versus, you know, paying 60, 60 bucks for, um, you know, Assassin's Creed Ragnarok or whatever the next one is that appears <laughs> on Google Stadia on top of my subscription fee for Google Stadia. And then if Google decides to pull the plug on that service, I can't play Assassin's Creed Ragnarok anymore. And rightfully, that has some folks upset. Yeah. And it seems a lot like, I mean, given the Netflix and just digital streaming of anything that there's going to be possibly a big change to that i mean this is how this is how you know this is how culture gets lost you know when when there's no access to it um i mean access versus ownership (laughs) it's uh well i mean think think about it though yeah you have various museums. You have art that's stored in the Detroit Institute of Arts. You have or Indianapolis Art Museum or the Field Museum in Chicago. You know, you don't own this content, but if you pay an admission fee to the museum, you're, you're welcome to go there and, you know, and enjoy the content. The analogy is not perfect, but I think I hope it makes my point that, you know, it's important to have access to the content, but you don't necessarily each person doesn't need to own a piece of the content. Yeah, I, may, I, I may have lost my point here. Maybe I, I did. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's all, um, I mean, access kind of helps, uh, businesses more, uh, True. ownership helps the consumer <laughs> to a level. Mm-hmm. And usually, you know, and usually it's in a business's interest to to provide, you know, provide a mechanism for access um, to to a consumer to enjoy the content that they own. I mean, there's games like not FIFA. Those are the type of games that um, that would for a consumer be uh like base consumer it's the type of game that if you play uh paid a flat rate then that a you're going to buy the next game and then the next game and the next game Mm -hmm. after that and the next game after that and the next game after that Mm -hmm. so it makes sense to just play the flat rate and not have say microtransactions and um you could have DLC that says, "Oh, you could put in Kid Rock." Like mm-hmm. you, ne- you never would do that. But 
I'm just um, I mean, can I can we can we get a pink kid rock? A pink kid rock. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I'd put that. I put him on my FIFA team any day of the week. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. Uh, which team kid would, would he have probably, to? Kid which, Rock would probably not like that. Which team would he be on? Given that um, he'd be on the USA team. Yeah, he'd be Team USA all all the way. He would be getting paid. Um, he would be paid one point two million dollars a year. Seems that he. A guy who uh, plays on uh, an American team, mm-hmm. am I? But if he decided to, uh, if his wife decided to play uh, FIFA uh, as a sport, she would only get paid um, a quarter of a million dollars. Yeah, a that year. sounds about right. It sounds about right. <laughs> this does mean, which is tolerably unfair. It's, I mean. Um, it seems legit, but it doesn't seem right. <laughs> yes, it's it's legit. It's just because it's legit doesn't make it right. Just because it can doesn't mean you should. <laughs> yes, that too. Uh, but I, that's the way I feel about Mountain Dew Liberty Brew, so. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> it is apparently like 50 flavors of Mountain Dew in a single bottle and I'd like – I took one look at that and like the scientists at the Mountain Dew Labs have just gone insane now. Oh, uh, remind me to um, when I get home start using dots <laughs> <laughs> because those are the Mountain Don'ts, right. not the Mountain <laughs> Dews. There you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Uh, no, did we talk about the guy who had a temper fit at the? Bagel Boss. I think we touched on it last time. Um, what did you want to? What did you want to say about him? Um, let's see. Um, that there was um, more videos up on his YouTube channel that showed that he um, would probably like once a week have a temper fit at a different place. <laughs> Basically, just seems like a guy who wants to fight everybody. Yeah, it's, uh, it's like um, you kind of um, you kind of strikes me as you, you know how how the how the the little how the, how the real little dogs can be real nervous and real feisty. It kind of reminds me of that, like a Chihuahua exactly. or something. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. And not like a bulldog or anything like that. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He you tend to find people who can um who have a short temper. <laughs> oh. Is that am I getting that correct? <laughs> yes, I think you are. Um, Every pun intended on that, right? Uh <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, I didn't realize what I just said. <laughs> he has a short temper. <laughs> Tell the people who... Carefully, and now he's going to want to fight you. Hey, he can if he wants. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
I've needed one for a while, but <laughs> but I'm not welcoming it. I'm not welcoming it right now. All right. <laughs> when you least expect it, he'll be outside outside those dad studio door waiting for you. Oh. Oh. I <laughs> I don't know. I I um. Shouldn't say this joke, but I didn't see it coming. <laughs> I, was it over your head too, like it was over his? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I have no comment to that. <laughs> oh, I just have a short temper. That's all. <laughs> uh. Thank you for being here. Good night. <laughs> Tip but, your weight staff and uh, and uh, enjoy the rest of the show. Uh, oh, what would he look like if we put him on the face app, though? Uh, I don't know. You'd you'd have to aim the phone real low. <laughs> I mean, I mean, most of the people use the uh, face app. Uh, go for vertical video, so it shouldn't be that hard to catch him. And you'll probably get the top of his forehead. Then. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have anything else to that we wanted to cover today, Ian? Um, let's see. Um, yeah, just one more thing. Uh-huh. Um, I know that this recording won't um won't show up till um the beginning of this week, but. Um, tomorrow um, is the Autism Alliance uh, uh, Autism Alliance Hero Walk. Uh, anyone who wants to come, um, make your plans a, for next year. Yeah, make your plans for next year. the um, The first six thousand people will get a free uh, shirt from them, and it'll be a green shirt. So. All the topics above will leave um, everyone else green with envy, especially the uh, big boss guy. <laughs> um, they're um, probably shirts from small to two XL, uh, maybe even three. I now, what know. exactly is the Autism Alliance Hero Walk? Is it a fundraiser or? Yeah, it sort of is. Like one of the. Um, you walk around the Detroit Zoo basically in the mm-hmm. morning and maybe about a mile walk, but there are uh, dozens of vendors there that uh, focus mainly on um, disability awareness, whether it be stuff like arts and crafts or uh, businesses like um, Life Lab Kids and things of that nature. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, and then does does it raise does it raise money for a for an awareness organization or is it just for the just you know chance to see all the vendors? A uh, chance to see all the vendors and mm-hmm. also to donate. Um, it kind of a donation cause mm-hmm. toward Autism Alliance. Oh, okay. Um, and one of the things that they're very good at is helping. Uh, people who like have a disability like say autism um to find jobs Mm -hmm. 
So, which is a good thing. Yeah, because there there aren't many companies statewide or even countrywide that help to that extent. I mean, my um, um, what's it called? My um, um, what's it called? Like the scope? Like I'm kind of. Um, when I look at Podcast Detroit as a uh, whole, and I see that there's like over a hundred podcasts here, mm-hmm. I mean, if we really want, I mean, like, if there's a hundred, I would say for every 100 podcasts, there are like on a network, say mm-hmm. Podcast Detroit, there needs to be five or six podcasts dedicated to disability awareness just because the need to spread that information is that great mm-hmm. <laughs> and to make a difference in that uh, uh, within that norm um, and this podcast is one of at most three podcasts on the network to talk about uh, disability awareness to an extent <laughs> mm-hmm. but that's um that's a bigger uh, that's a bigger big picture issue <laughs> mm-hmm. than anything um, but no um, um, do we want to talk about an anorexic lady named Eugenia Cooney <laughs> I'm not familiar with her so I'm not sure what I would be able to add to the conversation um for a long time um i can get into it there are a lot of um on youtube there are a lot of like body positivity uh 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 youtube channels say for instance one of my friends that i met in college her name is uh megan tonjas she uh, uh for people who haven't listened to this podcast before she did a uh, uh, YouTube channel called uh, I oh, Project Life Size. That's it, and it was for people who were say overweight, it, and so Eugenia Cooney was was and is one of those YouTubers that talked about um, her fan base was people that were worried about her anorexia. <laughs> and so Shane Dawson, which I don't talk about that much, but he does do some very informative documentaries, decided to interview her within this past month. And it came to his attention in other news outlets that she – um uh, probably still lives with parents and that um, him doing this um, doing this documentary for her didn't help at all because um, the parents um, Duke are, have been said that they do have like a stranglehold on her <laughs> oh okay 
uh, um, which has led to some depression with her. Mm-hmm. So, um, so no, I, I've, um, I know friends who have dealt with that, and they've, um, yeah, I've had friends who have dealt with that, and I understand where um, her friends and are coming from. That's um, that's um, that's what I'm most comfortable saying. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, as I said, I'm not really. I don't. I don't have too. I. I am aware of what anorexia is, but that's about it. I've never, never encountered anybody, at least that I'm aware of, that had that ha- that uh, had that condition. Um, but I know it, it can be. It can be rough. Yeah, I mean, like. Uh Make sure you're surrounded by good people. That's mm-hmm. what I have to say about that. Make sure that make sure you uh, have good people in your support network. Yeah, um, yeah, and no more. Um, are we ever going to uh, tell short jokes again? Well, at least not this show. Yeah, at least not this show. Ah. <laughs> uh. I mean, I can't um, make a promise I'll never tell another short joke again. Uh, <laughs> I mean, his um, if we're going to talk Bagel Boss, his plan was f- had was full of holes, but <laughs> but that's not a short joke. No. Um, um, let's see. Um, I mean, um, um. Have you heard anything else about um, digital media or? Mm. No, no. I've been a little bit preoccupied this week, so I haven't had a haven't been able to keep my uh, ear to the ground on that. Hey, do we have anything else, or do we want to wrap wrap up for today? I think um, I think we're kind of. Um, uh, stalling for time right now. Oh, uh, um, let's see. Um, no, I, I don't have anything else. Like, um, just outside of, uh, I mean, Um, outside, uh, we could talk a little bit just about Bethesda, <laughs> I guess, and how their <laughs> and how their products are all full of bugs. They're full of bugs. Um, that each Bethesda game you you have kind of is now going to start coming with a coupon for a can of raid. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but. I mean that's that's basically all we have. That's um, all we have today. Um, but um, 
Uh, let's see. You talk a little bit about your experience with Doom, and I'll um, <laughs> see if I can find someone. Okay. Well, I've uh, played Doom on and off um, since it came out. My first experience with it was on a PC that was uh, not at all equipped to play Doom, and it was very slow and... I didn't get the appeal, didn't get the fun. I kind of didn't touch it again for a while. Actually, the Doom 2016 uh, remake, I did pick up. I enjoyed it, but I thought it was kind of hard and I didn't really have time for it. And I haven't gone back to it. Doom Eternal looks good, though. Doom Eternal looks faster. Uh (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's like he goes down the elevator and he's like, the uh, the doom slayer mm-hmm. <laughs> has entered the building but yeah let's um end this um where can we find you phil <laughs> uh well i'm going to be trying to make some time for marvel ultimate alliance 3 which came out about a week ago i've heard good and bad things about it <laughs> i've heard it's 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 good if you like Ultimate Alliance, but other it's you know it's it's fan service on a on a in a game, which uh-huh. is what you want out of something called Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Yeah. Well, good. I'm not a fan of the Ultimate Alliance, um, but I will be walking for an alliance this weekend and walking in circles as usual. So. <laughs> Uh, you can find me at um, on Twitter at eInformed, informed with an A, or um, same eInformed at dot com. <laughs> um, as always, um, we believe in damage control, right? <laughs> yes, we do. We believe in damage control and many short jokes. <laughs> All the short jokes. All the short jokes. All the... But not all the single ladies. Nope. No, no, not all the single ladies. Well, I'm, and, I'm a married uh, man. I can't. I can't be looking at single ladies. <laughs> um, and uh, DFTBA. <laughs> <laughs>